Get informed, get inspired, and get connected. CannabisRadio.com presents NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. The National Cannabis Industry Association is the only national trade organization representing the businesses of the legal cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice covers a range of topics, including the rapidly evolving political and policy changes that affect our industry, news and events of importance to cannabis professionals, and features on companies, individuals, and campaigns at the cutting edge of the cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice begins now. Hello, thanks for joining us on another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. This is your host, Bethany Moore. I'm the Communications and Projects Manager at the National Cannabis Industry Association. Today, uh, my guest is Sal Pace. He serves as Pueblo County Commissioner here in the state of Colorado, and he was elected back in 2013. He's also a member of NCIA. So welcome, Sal. Thanks for joining me on the show today. How's it going? It's going great. It's a pleasure to be on the show. Great. Excited to have you. So let's just dive right in. There's a lot we're going to try to cover today. Uh, So you're a former state legislator, and you served as minority leader, and you played a significant role in drafting cannabis-friendly legislation in 2010. So that's great. Thank you for contributing to the process. Can you tell me more about your background and what led you to your current role in public service? So I've always been actively involved in government and politics, um, and I was a a legislative aide and a staffer for a member of Congress here in Colorado. Uh, And when a seat opened up here in uh, Pueblo County for uh, the State House, uh, I decided to run for it. And uh, it's this belief that you can make a change and you can affect lives and you can improve the lives of of people and those around you. Uh, And certainly the work I've done on cannabis is has uh, proven that true, I believe. Yeah, that's great. So you're a government guy. That's cool. Um, So let's talk about your interest in cannabis and why you're interested in being part of the growing cannabis industry and movement. So yeah, tell me why you got involved. Was there a pivotal moment that that brought you to the world of cannabis as, as we now know it? So I think my my views on cannabis have always pretty much been the same uh, most of my life. Uh, I've always believed that prohibition of cannabis is, is absurd. Uh, I thought that the criminal justice system has been unfair and irrational. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I was in the state legislature back in 2009 when the Ogden memo came out. Yep. And here in Colorado, as in California and, and a few other places where we already had legal medical marijuana on the books, however, we didn't have any regulated medical marijuana. Uh, seemingly overnight, we had dispensaries and operations popping up uh, all over the state. And uh, I actually was, remember, in between the 29 and 2010 legislative session, I was sitting in a coffee shop and uh, I cold called uh, Mason Tavert from now with the MPP. Mm-hmm. And I never met him and just said, uh, Mason, I'm a, I'm a state legislator and I want to get involved in 
uh, helping to provide medicine to patients and uh, want to get involved in the legislative process. He actually directed me to uh, Brian Vicente, who he described as a starving pro bono uh, marijuana attorney. Uh, those of you in the industry now know that he and his partner Christian and Josh, that they have the largest marijuana firm in the country. Yep, Vicente Cedarberg, very well known for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that, so that next legislative session, Brian camped out in my office at the state capitol, and uh, together we drafted dozens of amendments and uh, worked on the medical marijuana, the two medical marijuana bills that created our regulated system here in Colorado. I was actually an original co-sponsor of 1284, and uh, I got so frustrated that by the time that it was time to vote on the bill at the very end that I voted against it and pulled my name off the bill. And it was, I still remember the, the point was when uh, a legislator put a 500 foot buffer zone from, uh, from seminaries. And I thought this is just getting too out of control and too, Ugh, wow. too absurd and ended up voting against the bill. But uh, most of the good items that we got placed into the bill remained and we had an opportunity to create the first uh, regulated seed to sale system in the country or in the world. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I can understand the the buffer between public schools, maybe, but seminaries, really. I mean, come on. I know that there's marijuana growing nuns out there, so that's just <laughs> silly. <laughs> so you know, um, I, I'll tell you, I was sitting in the back of the the chambers in the state house, and I was talking to. Paul Wiseman, who is the majority leader, and I said, Paul, what's the deal with all these folks voting against uh, good amendments and voting for bad amendments? And he said, Sal, you have to understand, all these folks grew up and they went to college and they all thought they were going to be president. And so when the rest of us uh, were doing regular things people do in college, uh, none of these guys ever smoked marijuana. And so they have a warped view on the world. <laughs> Oh, got it. Right. So obviously none of those people became president and our most recent president is known for actually having inhaled because that was the point, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, the last yep. Sorry, go ahead. I just said the last three presidents. Oh, the last three. Yes, you're absolutely right about that. <laughs> Um, so, so I'm in Denver, uh, which isn't too far, but I don't get down to Pueblo County often, unfortunately. Um, and I know the climate there is typically a little bit warmer than, uh, Denver or Colorado Springs, perhaps. Um, and in fact, today it's, it's the middle of June and it's 55 degrees and rainy. What's it like down there in Pueblo County today? Bright and sunny? Not quite, but it's probably warmer here than Denver. Got it. Um, so, so down there, uh, the last couple minutes here before we take a commercial break, uh, wh what's going on down there in Pueblo as far as what the cannabis industry looks like right now? What's going on in your district? What, what do we see down there? So we have more uh, cultivation square footage here in Pueblo than anywhere else in the state. Uh, we are uh, cultivating a lot of outdoor and greenhouse uh, marijuana. There's more wholesale marijuana coming out of Pueblo than any other community. 50% um, of all the construction dollars are directly tied to uh, cannabis construction. Uh, and so we have, we have quite a booming uh, 
cultivation market. The, the retail market uh, is not as strong as other parts in the state, but between the climate, between the favorable political climate, the uh, the affordable land, the ability to grow outdoors, we've seen uh, commoditization of the product. A lot of folks moved to Pueblo. Oh, great. Yeah, so when we come back from the commercial break, I, I'd like to talk more with you about specifically how the cannabis industry boom has benefited the area. Um, so we're definitely going to go into that a bit more after we come back from the break. Um, so for those of you just joining us, we're speaking with Sal Pace, who's a Pueblo County Commissioner in Colorado, and he's also involved in the cannabis industry and has been involved in drafting cannabis legislation. Um, so stay tuned. We're going to take a quick break here and hear some commercials, and we'll be right back. Stay tuned to NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. This is Bobby Black, host of Blazin, here to talk to you about 420 Science. I've known Matt and Gary from 420 Science for over a decade. We've spent a lot of time together at the Cannabis Cups in Amsterdam, the Doobie Awards in their hometown of Austin. They were even at my wedding. And I've always admired their integrity and how they've built 420 Science from the ground up to become the most trusted online head shop. Visit 420science.com slash podcast for an exclusive deal on pipes and more from genuine people who put their customers first. That's 420science.com slash podcast. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network, founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com Ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio, C-A-N-N-A Radio on Twitter. Plus, look for our Facebook and Google Plus pages for all of our original programs and connect with Dr. Dina, Kyle Cushman, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, Nurse Heather, Doc Rob, the hosts of Gondrepreneur, and more. Connect with the growing Cannabis Radio social crusade at Canna Radio on Twitter or search for Cannabis Radio on Facebook, Google Plus, and Instagram and grow with us. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice, only on CannabisRadio.com. Okay, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. This is your host, Bethany Moore, and we're chatting with Sal Pace down in Pueblo. He's a county commissioner and has been involved in the cannabis industry and is a member of the National Cannabis Industry Association. So, Sal, talking more about Pueblo County what was Pueblo County like before cannabis really came down there and the industry boomed and adult legalization became a thing two and a half, three years ago? How has the cannabis industry actually benefited the area? Yeah, so for a little historic context, uh, Pueblo has struggled since the 1980s when the Colorado Fuel and Iron uh, Steel Mill closed down. Uh, there's still an operating steel mill, but a fraction of what it used to be. 
And uh, amongst Colorado's largest counties, we have, we've had higher unemployment, uh, lower per capita income. Our largest city, uh, Pueblo, is uh, the largest ma majority Latino community in the state of Colorado. Uh, and we've just seen a lot more generational poverty than other parts of the state. And so with the legalization of adult use cannabis, I personally saw it as an opportunity to try to help us uh, bring some economic activity and vitality uh, back to Pueblo. You know, there's so much opportunity with cannabis, you know, not just the, the cultivation and the dispensing and the manufacturing, but, but also the research. And it seems like in too many communities that uh, the benefit of the cannabis boom is not reaching everybody, but we, we wanted to make sure that it's reaching uh, everyone and really lifting up our community, and it's done that. So uh, in 2013, our, our unemployment rate was uh, over 12%, been consistently in the double digits for a number of years. Today, it's at 3.2%. Uh, we have uh, the highest number of uh, people in the workforce that we've ever had in the history of Pueblo County. Uh, we have uh, well over 100 licensed cultivations, uh, well over $100 million of mostly outside investment into uh, capital construction, which accounts for 50% of all of our construction dollars in Pueblo County. Uh, we're exporting roughly about uh, $50 million a year in cannabis from Pueblo, mostly to the, the Denver metro area. And Thank virtually you. every <laughs> <laughs> Well, and virtually every single dispensary in the state has a product uh, that was sourced in Pueblo or, or came from Pueblo, usually in the infused products, uh, but often flour as well. Yep. And we're really proud of this. And... You know, earlier this week, Tuesday of this week, uh, I sat on the courthouse steps and handed out uh, college certificates, uh, college scholarship certificates to 210 high school, recent high school graduates who are attending uh, colleges, uh, local colleges, fully funded with cannabis dollars, made possible because of cannabis dollars. Wow. And it's really opportunity for cannabis uh, to bring uh, to bring that economic opportunity, that hope to all parts of the state. And it's really making a difference here in Pueblo. That's great. Yeah, I, I want to get more into um, the how the taxes have created scholarships. And I also want to talk more about the academic research. Um, yeah, there's this great article in the Denver Post uh, talking about the transformation of Pueblo, as you were describing, from the Steel City to uh, the, the Denver Post article characterizes it as the Napa Valley of Weed. Um, and I did not know that that part of the state is called the Banana Belt, um, I'm guessing because of the warmer weather, which we mentioned earlier. Um, so, let yeah, let's talk more about how the taxes generated from the cannabis industry are going back into the educational system and that from what I understand, every child is guaranteed a scholarship to go to college in, in that part of the state. 
Um, and there's this great Cannabis Business Times article talking about that. Uh, and it says, as of June 1st, 210 students from Pueblo County are receiving hundreds of thousands of dollars to go to college. Let's let's talk more about that. That's really amazing. So, you know, it's really the symbiotic relationship of a couple projects. For 10 years that I've been in elected office, I have been looking for an opportunity to try to bring uh, affordable college or a scholarship to every single high school senior here in, in Pueblo. You know, I believe if we're, if we're going to break the cycle of generational poverty, uh, you have to provide economic opportunity. And then with the, uh, with the advent of regulated, licensed, taxed, uh, tested adult use cannabis, uh, and the fact that we've seen a, a significant cultivation boom here, uh, we used uh, the tax on cultivation to provide college scholarships. And it's our mission to, and we, we, we're doing it this year with all high school seniors, uh, to guarantee that every high school senior uh, who wants one can receive a college scholarship funded with our cultivation uh, excise tax. And it, it's pretty exciting. Not only is it the first scholarship in the world uh, funded with uh, marijuana uh, revenues. It's also the, we're also the first community in the history of Colorado uh, to say that we are going to provide a scholarship, a uh, college scholarship to every high school senior. You know, when I was handing out these, these certificates on Tuesday, uh, afterwards, there were at least a dozen kids, and, and, and it was exciting. You know, their parents were there, and people got dressed up, and people were taking photos, and, and it, it, people were glowing. And I had at least a dozen kids come up to me and say either they weren't going to go to college this fall or they weren't going to go to CSU Pueblo or PCC, uh, the local colleges who uh, – who qualify currently under the, the current iteration of this program. Uh, but because they received a scholarship, they decided to go to school next year. And Aww. so I, I know not only is that going to impact those kids, it'll impact their parents, but it'll impact their kids and their kids and, and start to make change uh, for generations down the road. Now, we do a ton of stuff with, with our tax revenues from from parks to uh, opiate addiction counselors to homeless programs. Great. Uh, I can't list them all, but, uh, you know, one of the exciting ones, and I, I hope we'll talk about it a little more, is the the Institute of Cannabis Research at Colorado State University, Pueblo. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll get back into that when we uh, come back for our last segment. Uh, you know, it's it's so great for me to hear – how the tax revenue is being directly applied and you can see real results in, in this scholarship program. And I know lots of folks, you know, we kind of talk about, gosh, isn't all this cannabis tax revenue supposed to go back into the state and where is that going? And, and people are unsure where these tax revenues are going. But from what you're telling me in Pueblo County, that is an immediate result of tax revenues going and impacting lives. 
like straight A to B. That's fantastic. Um, so yeah. good, great job with that program down there for sure. Yeah, um, well, I'll, I'll tell you briefly, when I, I talk all over the country to local elected officials and to legislators about marijuana, I always recommend that they show exactly where the money's being spent. It, it, it helps out with people understanding how significant that this can be for, for improving a community. So true. I couldn't agree more. Um, so we're going to take our, our break here and then we'll come back and talk more about uh, some research happening at Colorado State University in Pueblo. And uh, we'll talk more with Sal Pace about what's going on down there. So stay tuned. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. We'll be right back. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. About a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow! The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is him pink, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber Vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Vuber way. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice, only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. This is your host, Bethany Moore, and we're chatting with Sal Pace, Pueblo County Commissioner down in Pueblo County, Colorado. Um, So we've been talking about how the cannabis industry has impacted Pueblo County and and that region down there in the community. And then also there's interesting things happening on the academic level as far as the research going. Um, And again, there's a great article in the Westward about how Pueblo County is kind of leading the way through the Colorado State University Pueblo Uh, They have the Institute of Cannabis Research down there. Can you go into that more and and tell me about your role in that? Absolutely. So my vision was not only to help Pueblo uh, benefit economically originally from cultivation and from the 
legalization of uh, adult use marijuana, but but what could we do for creating, uh, sustaining uh, uh, research, uh, intellectual property, um, growing the uh, growing the this hub of of uh, research around cannabis, and so I actually earmarked over a quarter million dollars for research to Colorado State University Pueblo before they ever asked for it and before the legislature ever acted. Uh, and we simply started off by contracting a number of research projects uh, regarding cannabis. And then from there, uh, I helped lobby U.S. senators, the governor, the, the legislature, to create the Institute of Cannabis Research. And now there's over three dozen PhDs working on uh, cannabis-related research at CSU Pueblo. Uh, the Institute is the first of its kind at a four-year accredited uh, degree awarding university. Um, they just hosted their uh, first annual conference, Rafael Michelum, the father of of cannabis from Israel came. Yeah, he's uh, amazing. He, yeah, the, the man who uh, discovered THC, CBD, and yeah, uh, the father uh, of cannabis is that is that what his nickname? Father of cannabis research. That's it. Yep, absolutely. And so he was here. Dr. Sue Sisley. A lot of folks know Sue. She's mm-hmm. uh, she's an associate uh, professor doing research through the institute. Uh, we they now have a budget over over a few million dollars a year, um, two plus million conducting research. They're, they've started a peer reviewed uh, academic um, journal uh, and they're doing a whole host of research from, from looking at uh, the impact of PTSD to, uh, uh, from cannabis uh, to uh, to brain waves, to looking at the energy consumption of, of outdoor and greenhouse grows. They're studying wow. cross-pollina- cross-pollination, which is a big issue we're dealing with uh, when we consider a low THC hemp. Um, and so they're just doing a lot of exciting work, and it's really becoming an epicenter of research uh, regarding cannabis. And it's just amazing to see all this change happen in such a short amount of time. I completely agree, and this research is so badly needed here on U.S. soil uh, in order for us to advance the interest of our industry, in order for us to continue to educate the mainstream America, legislators, lawmakers about what cannabis truly is. So I'm really excited to hear all that research going on down there and uh, can't wait to see what what we find. Um, So... As we kind of wrap up the episode here, um, gosh, we're running out of time quickly. It's so much fun stuff to talk about. Uh, what else is going on in Pueblo? Is there anything else, other projects that we can look forward to hearing about from you? Well, you know, on the larger stage, we're seeing a lot of the uh, a lot of the big dispensary chains out of Denver uh, closing down or, or altering their business model to look at outdoor and greenhouse grows in Pueblo just because of the commoditization of of the product. Sure. Sure. Got it. All right. Um, So other than that, what, 
you're you're a member of NCIA, which is great. Uh, you're not necessarily an industry business owner, but you care enough about the cannabis industry to support the national efforts and our lobbying work in D.C. So thank you for that. Um, other than the obvious and what everything we've been talking about and all the positive change you're creating, why why would you say being involved as an advocate and supporting an organization like NCIA an important thing for you to be a part of? Uh, you know, there's probably no other industry uh, that is more susceptible to political whims of the day than than cannabis. Uh, our economy in Pueblo is now so uh, dependent and reliant on on the cannabis industry. It's so important to the state of Colorado. Uh, it's important for the future of the country. And if we're not speaking up, uh, then no one's going to going to fight on on our behalf. I couldn't have said it better. And and I think we all need to go have a little sit down with Attorney General Jeff Sessions and kind of explain that to him. <laughs> Um, well, we are running out of time, and Sal, I very much appreciated having you as a guest on our show today and appreciate your support of NCIA. And of course, I hope to see you in Denver uh, July for our ca- uh, quarterly Cannabis Caucus. It's our quarterly networking series uh, that we do in eight regions across the country every quarter. Uh, so we will be in Denver. I believe it is Thursday, July 13th. Uh, so we hope to see you there. And if anyone's interested in attending, it is free for NCIA members and just $50 a ticket for non-NCIA members. You can get more information by visiting www.thecannabisindustry.org slash events. All right. So that's it. We've run out of time. Thank you so much for joining me today, Sal. Thanks, Bethany. I'll see you in Denver on the 13th. Sounds good. All right. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. Have a good one. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.